Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Red Sox fans? How you doing? Welcome to episode 11 of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk some Yankees. The Red Sox, they're coming up big. Last couple of games. Really needed to win those last couple of games, man. They just looked like just dead in the water in the first couple of games. And, man, I was actually a little worried there. I'm thinking, oh, man, are we looking at a four-game sweep here? at home to the Yankees. But then we had an exciting game Saturday night. Uh, Exciting game tonight. That was fun to watch. But uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to preview the upcoming Rays series. We got Chris Sale making his first start of the year. That is going to be pretty fun. We're going to see Brian Bayo. Brian Bayo. We're going to see him get his second start in the major leagues. Um, We're going to talk some all-star game as well. So let's dive into it, everyone. We have our sponsor for today's show, and uh, that is Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA, Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. We're also sponsored for this episode by SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE if you're looking to go to a game. Go check out SeatGeek. See if you can find yourself a deal. Use my code HIDE. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Also, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use my code GINGER. They will give you a 100% deposit match so everyone let's get into it let's talk this Yankee series again it started off in a pretty horrible fashion um my goodness this was uh not a fun one to watch in the first couple of games game one Garrett Cole against Josh Winkowski again the fact that Josh Winkowski is starting this game for the Red Sox it really shows I mean he's been pretty solid for the most part but when you're going up against the best team in Major League Baseball and you got Josh Winkowski starting, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, if I were to have a choice of Winkowski or, say, Nathan Evaldi, I'm, I'm kind of wanting Nathan Evaldi on the mound. So this matchup didn't look great, but it's not like the Red Sox were ever out of this game by any means. Uh, Winkowski, he did have a tough game, five innings, six earned, but Garrett Cole has never been good against the Red Sox. He has always had his struggles against him, and one guy, Raphael Devers, in his career, is hitting 320 against Garrett Cole. He hit two home runs off him in this game. My goodness, he has six career home runs against Garrett Cole. He has his number big time. But the big blow came in the third inning. Josh Donaldson, not just the bringer of rain, but the bringer of pain. Grand slam from Josh Donaldson. That was pretty much the game at that point. Big fifth inning there, or big uh, third inning there for the Yankees scoring five runs. Uh Devers, he had the 
three-run home run in the fifth that made it six to five. But that Yankees bullpen has just been so good this year. They were able to lock it down in the final few innings. Uh, moving into game two, uh, this was just a messy one from the start. Michael Waka was uh, supposed to start this one. Ended up going on the IL. That dead arm just wasn't able to get recovered enough, so they're just going to put him on the IL, have him go uh, through the All-Star break, and hopefully he'll be back after that point. Um, but then Connor Siebold got the start here, and then Connor Siebold ended up leaving this game, ended up having to go on the IL with a forearm strain. He got rocked in this one. My goodness. He went two and two-thirds. He gave up nine hits, seven runs. My goodness, Connor Seabold. My goodness. But Nestor Cortez, he got the start for the Yankees. Eight hits, four earned. So it's not like Nestor Cortez really did any better in this one. The Red Sox offense was still looking very good here. Uh, but just once again, the pitching just not able to come through. Once again, the Yankees bullpen just locking it down. Lucas Lutke, my goodness, he was amazing for the Yankees in this one. Three and, a uh, three and a third and struck out six. The Red Sox could not figure him out in this game. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and also another guy, Matt Carpenter, had a huge series for the Yankees, man. They, they got a gift picking him up. When they signed Matt Carpenter, like how long ago now, like a like month and a half ago, I knew that was going to be a big signing because the Yankees – they make those kind of moves where they go out and they sign these veteran guys and then they're able to figure something out with these guys. And Matt Carpenter has been just huge. He was he had himself a big series in this one. Um he went three for he went three for four in game two, had the home run in the fourth inning. The Red Sox bullpen. I mean, at this point, they were just trying to do damage control after the really bar, the really bad Connor Seabold start. Michael Feliz, he actually got called up from AAA for this one to give him a little bit of depth. Uh, he pitched three and a third, gave up two runs, one earned. So, you know, actually ended up kind of saving the bullpen quite a bit in this game. Austin Davis ended up coming in. He got knocked around. Uh, and then I would say the story of this game, you know, for the Red Sox at least, um, Jackie Bradley Jr. coming in at the end, throwing himself an inning, man. This guy was not playing any games. This guy was throwing like 92. He was consistently throwing like 90. My goodness. He struck out DJ LeMayhew on a changeup. The guy got an actual strikeout. I'm saying, man, Jackie Bradley Jr., if that bat doesn't wake up, maybe you can have Jackie Bradley Jr. go out into the bullpen, man. I wouldn't mind that at all. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I do not want Jackie Bradley Jr. in the bullpen. But um, it was rather fun to see Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, get an inning. But hey, it helped save the bullpen a little bit. Uh, we got a super chat from O, a $2 super chat. 29 on and only 8 likes. Come on, everyone. Hit that like button for me. Uh, also, everyone, we are live here on YouTube. So uh, every time I do an episode, we go live on YouTube. Uh, but you can find this wherever you listen to your favorite episodes podcast, whether that's Spotify, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. So uh, this will be uploaded to all of the podcast networks out there. So uh, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. Really do appreciate the support. Moving into game three, uh, this was an exciting one. Absolutely exciting. I actually uh, did not stay home for this one. I was out with some friends last night having a couple of cold beverages. My goodness, I had myself a donut stout 
It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I went to a brewery, but they had the Red Sox game on over there. And I'm just, man, at one point, I, I couldn't see it on the TV anymore. So I had to pull it up on my screen on my phone. And I saw just Alex Verdugo walk it off. But let's get to that. How did we get to that point? Uh, it was a fun game. Yankees had a 3-2 lead. The Red Sox tied it at three in the eighth from an Alex Verdugo base hit. It went to extra innings. The Yankees, they scored two in the top of the 10th. I'm worried. I'm thinking, man. Come on, man. We can't blow this one. We got ourselves back into this one. We can't lose this one late. Jeter Downs, he ended up getting rushed back to the major leagues for this one. He was actually in AAA earlier in the day. He ended up having to get himself to Boston quite quick. He ended up getting a base hit here. It made it 5-4. to four. And this was, kind of the, this was kind of the aggravating part about where the story of this game should have been Alex Verdugo. But all I kept reading about from all of the the amazing baseball journalists out there, ESPN, wherever, everyone was talking about Jeter Downs here. And I have nothing against Jeter Downs. I have nothing against him at all. He came up big in this one, big base hit there. But seriously, we got to stop the lazy journalism out there. ESPN, all of you, you got to stop it. Just because his name is Jeter, do you really have to keep like, you know, having to make that Derek Jeter connection? And of course, he came up with a big base hit against the Yankees of all teams. And it's like, but the fact that Alex Verdugo was not the main talking point in this game, that blows my mind. And, and it's quite a shame uh, because Alex Verdugo, he ended up coming up after downs, got the base hit, drove in two. Gave the Red Sox the walk-off win. Uh, phenomenal night for uh, for Verdugo. Had quite the night. Five for three, three RBIs. Uh, he was very good. But um, And also, you know, I want to actually point out here, um, we had a very good start from Cutter Crawford. F uh, five innings, four hits allowed, one earned, six strikeouts. Cutter Crawford actually pitched very well in this one. Jordan Montgomery got the start for the Yankees. He pitched okay, too. Ended up coming down to the bullpens. The Red Sox got a lot of good work from their bullpen. Ryan Brazier, he came in. He was just not very good in this one. But Strom, Schreiber, Hauk, those guys were awesome. Tanner Hauk had a couple of innings there at the end. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Deekman actually got roughed up a little bit, gave up two hits, two runs. Uh, he ended up walking away with the win in this one. But uh, Strom, Schreiber, and Hauk, man, they really came up big. Crawford had himself a very solid start here. So don't want him to be forgotten in this game. But Verdugo, to me, um, even though the media is giving all of the attention to Jeter Downs just because his name is Jeter, Alex Verdugo uh, had quite the game here tonight. Uh, moving in, or not tonight, last night. Moving into tonight, uh, just a whole lot of offense from the Red Sox tonight. Uh, the Yankees actually jumped out very early in this one. 4 nothing lead in the bottom of the second Oh, Giancarlo Stanton, man. That guy just terrorizes the Red Sox at Fenway. Home run. Uh, Jose Trevino, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa had base hits to make it 4-0. But then Franchi Cordero came up. Big-time home run. Two-run homer to make it 4-2. Matt Carpenter. This guy's just having just had an insane series here, man. Two-run homer made it 6-2. But Christian Vasquez, he's been coming up big, man, for the Red Sox this whole year. He's having a really good year at the plate. Uh, if it's actually take a look at Christian Vasquez's numbers, he's hitting 292. He's got a 768 on base. He had a home run in this one. He had an RBI double later on. But Christian Vasquez is having a very good year at the plate. Again, hitting 292. 
He's got a 339 on base, 768 OPS overall. He's driven in 35. Christian Vasquez, man, having himself quite the year. Uh, you got to love what he's doing for the Red Sox this year at the plate. Uh, but he had the double as well, along with the home run to make it 6-4. to four. But then J.D. Martinez, don't see a lot of power from J.D. Martinez this year. He came up with a big home run that ended up tying the game. Uh, that was his ninth of the year. I'm hoping J.D. Martinez can have a bit of a power surge in the second half. Really hoping for that, but he came up with a big-time home run here. And then the Red Sox, they ended up just blowing it open. Jeter Downs, once again, he came up. Uh, had a pop-up, but then the Yankees' defense ended up letting it drop in. They made it 7-6. to six. Trevor Story came up. Big old bases-clearing double for him. They made it 10-6. In the end, Red Sox win this game 11-6 to six and uh, able to split the series. You got to love that. Um, the fact that you dropped the first two and then you had two big come-from-behind wins in the next two, that can do a lot for momentum for a team. I think that's a, a character-building series for the Red Sox here. You, you drop the first two. You got embarrassed in game two. Tough loss in game one. But then big comeback in game three, the exciting walk-off. And then you're down early against the Yankees in game four. And you're just doing what you can to just chip away. And the Red Sox offense, that's the one thing. I'm not worried about this offense at all. It's, it's a very good offense. We just need this pitching to get healthy. And those are my, that's really my big takeaway from this series is the Red Sox need the pitching. They just, they're, you can tell they're running on fumes right now. Uh, luckily for the Red Sox, Nathan Evaldi, it looks like he is getting close to coming back, made a triple A start just the other day. You know, he wasn't really focused on the results in this one. He said he was just working on his pitches, wasn't really trying to, you know, dominate these AAA hitters. Um, working on all of his pitches, able to touch 97 with his fastball. He ended up giving up five hits uh, in three innings, did give up a home run as well. But a lot of those hits were a lot of soft contact, so he did mention that, and he said that was a good sign. Alex Cora didn't really give an update for Nathan Evaldi, uh, but Evaldi did say that, if he were to come back now, he would feel comfortable. I would imagine maybe he gets one more start, maybe save him until after the All-Star break. Maybe you can get him one start next weekend. I could see the Red Sox just kind of, you know, going easy, you know, maybe taking it easy. You know, they've been riding these spot starters now up until this point. I mean, but then again, with Connor Siebold out, maybe they have Evaldi come back for that last series. Uh, before the all-star break against the Yankees I could definitely see that um, he won't be pitching against the Rays but I mean against the Yankees and Yankee Stadium I could see Evaldi pitching in one of those games um, but then again maybe you kind of just want to hold off until you go up against the Blue Jays to open up the second half of the season so we'll have to wait and see how Alex Cora wants to approach it uh, but Garrett Whitlock, he also had a rehab assignment as well, or he's on a rehab assignment. He had an appearance. Uh, he threw a couple of innings, not really great results. He ended up giving up six hits in two innings, gave up a couple of runs, said he didn't like the results, but he felt healthy and he would be able to come back now if they called upon him. Uh, but the biggest one here, the biggest one that we're going to be seeing coming back is Chris Sale. So let's get into the Rays series here. Um, in game one, we're actually going to be getting Brian Bayo making his second start and against the Rays. He actually made his major league debut against the Rays at Fenway. Now 
He's going to be pitching against them in Tropicana Field. Um, for the Rays, they're coming off of a sweep against the Cincinnati Reds. So, I don't know. The, the Kind of the momentums right now are different on both sides. Red Sox, you know, winning a couple there. Last couple of games against the Yankees. The Rays coming off of a sweep. But then again, the Red Sox, they're going on the road. The Rays are coming back home. Tropicana is never a fun place. Uh, I think I'm on a losing streak. I, I live over here in Florida, and uh, I go to Tropic. I might actually go to a game here. I am considering going to see Chris Sale on Tuesday. I am thinking about it. Maybe. Not quite sure. Um, but every time I go to Tropicana Field, I'm cursed. I, mean, we, I think I'm on like a five-game losing streak. I don't even remember the last time the Red Sox won a game when I went to Tropicana Field. Uh, definitely feels like a long time ago. But um, Chris Sale, he will be starting game two. Brian Bale will get game one. Chris Sale making his first start of the year. The last thing we heard about Chris Sale was in AAA. Gave up five walks. He did strike out quite a few guys. But he walked five guys. He was very frustrated. <laughs> five guys. I really, I would love a five guys burger right now. Uh, but Chris Sale ended up walking five batters and then went into the clubhouse and completely tore down the TV off of the wall. He was very frustrated. So I am not really sure what kind of a Chris Sale we're going to get here. Is he going to just be coming in, just throwing bullets? Or is he still going to be looking pretty rusty? We're going to have to wait and see, man. You know, I mean, I don't know what to expect from Chris Sale. I really don't. I think he's going to end up being pretty solid down the stretch. But in this particular star, I have no idea what to expect in this one. But he'll get game two. Uh, game three. It On here, here on MLB.com, it is saying Connor Siebold, but they're going to have to update that. It looks like it's going to be Winkowski. And most likely going up for the Rays in this one because he's lined up for it is Shane McClanahan. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, not excited about that. They were able to avoid McClanahan in their, their series at Fenway. But now they're going to have to go up against him here in this series. That's going to be a tough matchup. Winkowski, he's definitely been a, a, a bright spot for the Red Sox over the last month. He's definitely come in and... He's been able to handle the workload while some of these guys have been out. Uh, so either way, it is a mismatch. McClanahan has been really good. Um, also, speaking of matchups, Chris Sale is going to be going up against Corey Kluber in that second game. Corey Kluber was really good against the Red Sox in Brian Bayo's debut. So going to have to wait and see what ends up happening there. And then uh, game four is going to be Cutter Crawford against Drew Rasmussen. R Rasmussen's having himself a pretty decent year. And uh, Cutter Crawford, I was just giving him some praise. Ended up pitching pretty well against the Yankees. Uh, my prediction for this one, I think the Red Sox find a way to get a split. Um, I think Brian Bayo is actually going to pitch better. I think he kind of got his, he got his feet wet. He got a taste. And now uh, I think he's going to look a lot better. In this start against the Rays, I think he's just, uh, I, th I think he's, you're going to see a better start from him. I don't know. I'm just getting a gut feeling about that. Um, Chris Sale, though, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Chris Sale. I think the Red Sox will make some adjustments against Corey Kluber. But then again, I've said that about Kevin Gosman before, and Kevin Gosman continues to just mow down the Red Sox. So can Corey Kluber continue on? With pitching well against the Red Sox, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I don't know. 
if I were to go with an, I, I got to go probably Corey Kluber in game two. I don't know what to expect from Sale. Um, you know, I'll go game two for the Rays in that one. Game three, I'm going to go McClanahan with the Rays. I mean, I just think that guy's just been so nasty this year. He's going to the all-star game. Um, ugh, I, I just not excited about that. Uh, and then, you know what? Game four, I've been liking Cutter Crawford. I've been liking Cutter Crawford. Um, you know, and I think Rasmussen, while he has been pretty solid for the most part, I think Crawford will come up with a way to you know, get a solid start. So I think we're going to get a split in this one. Um, I think you could, if, if, if Sale shows up and just right out of the gate throws a gem, absolutely. You could take three out of four on the road. It's never easy winning a series on the road against the Rays, but I'm going to predict a split. I predicted a split against the Yankees, and uh, I'm going to stick with a split for the Rays as well. So let's move into some All-Star Game talk. Let's talk about the All-Star Game, shall we? Well, the only two guys going to the All-Star Game from the Red Sox, we got Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. Raphael Devers, he was voted as the starting third baseman for the American League, which I actually, I agree. I think Rafael Devers, he's been simply one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball this year. He's also been uh, holding his own defensively this year, which is quite the surprise. Uh, Jose Ramirez has been really good as well in the American League, but Rafael Devers, man, his slash line is just through the roof. Uh, he has the better batting average. He has the better on base. He has the better slugging. Jose Ramirez has a few more home runs. Um, or actually, no, sorry, Rafael Devers has a couple of more home runs, but Jose Ramirez has more RBIs. But Rafael Devers overall has been the better hitter. Jose Ramirez is draw, drawing some more walks while Rafael Devers is striking out more. But overall, Devers, man, he's just been just better than Jose Ramirez. And that's not taking anything away from J-Ram. Uh, Devers, to me, this was probably the hardest one to call. Well, who was going to get that start? But I think Devers, in the end, um, I think he was the right choice. And that's not any bias at all. Now, maybe you could question some bias here. But I honestly think Xander Bogarts should be the starting shortstop in the American League. The starting shortstop for the American League will be Tim Anderson. And I'm sorry. I just think that is absolutely absurd. Um and this is why I think something needs to be done about fan voting. I love the, that we have the ability to vote. But when you're taking a look at the American League, first off, Tim Anderson missed a lot of time, right? Tim Anderson's only played in 57 games, well, 58 counting today, while Bogarts has played in 82. So the fact that Bogarts has played 20 more games than Tim Anderson, I think first off, that should say something. Um, Tim Anderson has a slightly better batting average, but... Xander Bogarts has a better on-base percentage, 386, compared to Anderson's 358. And Bogarts has the better slugging, 449, compared to Tim Anderson's 427. Bogarts has a better WRC+, 135, compared to Anderson's 126. I mean, uh, I mean, neither of them are really hitting a lot of home runs. Bogarts has seven, Anderson has five. Um... Bogarts has 35 RBIs. Tim Anderson has 21. Anderson is stealing more bases. So 
I guess you can give him that. But to me, um, you you gotta go with Bogarts here. I don't see why Tim Anderson is getting the start. Um, I think the fans really screwed the pooch on that one. I think Bogarts should be the starting guy, and I, I get it. Maybe Tim Anderson is, you know, he's the he's got the personality. I guess he's that more of like that fun player. I guess that you know people gravitate towards. I saw uh, someone say, "Oh, Bogarts, he's just boring." Well, I don't I don't find Bogarts boring. First off, uh, but to me, Bogarts has been the better player. Now, you could say you could use this argument as well with someone like Jordan Alvarez and Shohei Otani. Well, Alvarez should be the starting designated hitter in the American League. If I were to actually pull up here for the American League, okay, you're gonna have Alejandro Kirk at catcher, Vlad Jr. at first, Jose Altuve at second, Devers at third, Anderson at short, uh, Trout, Judge, and Stanton in the outfield and Otani at designated hitter. Now, I think Jordan Alvarez should have gotten the vote, but I can understand why Otani is getting the start here because it's Shohei Otani. He's your most marketable player. Um, He's really the face of your game. To me, yes, Alvarez should be starting, but I understand why Otani is starting. Now, and the same goes for Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, to me, there are guys out here that are just having way better years. Julio Rodriguez got voted to the All-Star game. Why isn't he starting? Why, why, is, why did Giancarlo Stanton get the vote over Julio Rodriguez? I, I don't understand that. That makes no sense. And to me, it's like you know, Julio Rodriguez, I mean... <laughs> he's like one of your next superstar players. It's like, I'm surprised people didn't vote for this guy to, to get to the point of starting. I don't get that at all. Um, I don't know, but I don't think Stanton should be starting in this one. I don't think Anderson should be starting in this one. Honestly, I don't think Otani should be starting in this one. I think, it, well, Alvarez is, is going to be out for a little bit because he's dealing something with, uh, dealing with something with his hand. But um, so Otani, by default, will get the start, but I think Alvarez should have been voted as the starter. Um, I just think I think something needs to be done about the fan voting. I, I don't know. It's just to me, I just don't think the right players are being are representing your league. I I get the fan voting is fun. I, I understand that, but I don't know. I just think there's so many. It's every year, every year. It's the right player that is not picked and. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, what can you do about it? I don't know. But in the end, Bogarts, Devers, those guys deserve to go to the All-Star game. Starting or not, they're going to be going. So I am happy for it. But everyone, that is all I have for this episode of Believe in Red Sox. Um good series split with the Yankees it was looking very blah in the first couple of games but I'm glad they were able to pull out the last couple of games there to get the split uh exciting series with the Rays coming up the return of Chris Sale Brian Bale his second major league start it's a big series because as of right now uh before I do get out of here as of right now the Red Sox are holding on to the first wild card in the American League 
and the Rays are holding on to the second wild card. So there's a lot of implications in this series. Absolutely. So you got to approach this series with you got to throw everything you got just like you did with the Yankees. But to be honest with you, I would say this series is probably more important than the Yankees series that we just had. The Yankees are way out in front in the division. To me, Tampa is right here for a wild card. Every series is important at the end of the day, but really with the big lead that the Yankees already have, I mean, and you know, and now that with the Red Sox and the Rays, you're looking at, you know, seeding. To me, this is a huge series, and I think you, uh, I think you gotta, you gotta win it. If you can win three out of four here, that would be amazing. It's gonna be tough. I think there's gonna be a split. We're gonna have to wait and see, but I'm excited to see Chris Sale come back. Um, and uh, hey, I'm excited for the All Star Game coming up. I'm excited for it. Got the Home Run Derby coming up too. Don't forget about the MLB Draft. Uh, I'm gonna start diving into some draft stuff on my YouTube channel. And uh, next episode. I'm going to go over some players that I would love for the Red Sox to draft. So uh, we got that coming up too. That's a pretty underrated part of the year. But everyone, I'm going to get out of here. If you can on the way out, hit that like button. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, if you can, uh, a five-star review would be greatly appreciated if you could do it for me. So um, everyone, go have yourself a good week. And uh, I will see you next time for the next episode of Believe in Red Sox. And uh, go have yourself a good day, everyone. Have yourself a good night if you're with me here on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.